Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Walter's Wanderings Travel Podcast, Episode 17. The Beatles sang a song about that. I um, want to let you know about my current special, and that is about train travel, and it's going to tie in with our guest. Train travel, we have a special from Amtrak Vacations. We also have a special from Rail Bookers. Both of them are excellent, excellent purveyors of rail travel packages. And if you book between now and the 31st of March and travel before the 21st of December of this year, you will get $100 off your trip. So you can see the USA, you can see the world, whatever's going to be open, and it'll be all great. So that's our special right now. So now I want to bring in my guest. This guy knows more about trains, and he knows more about training than anybody I know. And he's not even he's not even a conductor on the railroad, but, well, he is part-time. So it's Mark Cavanaugh. Mark, welcome to the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast. Hey, thank you for inviting me. So tell me, the fascination with trains, how does that start? Because you and I come from almost the same neighborhood, and it's like, you know, there's not many trains where we were. So how did that all get to going? Well, actually, I grew up in Brooklyn. Oh, you you got you got sneaky. So you got you got subway action right from the start. That's correct. So that's that's where I where I got it from is. So, and then my my dad got me a train set when I was five years old, even though the box said seven and up on it. That's because you were advanced for your age, <laughs> well, actually, and you weren't blonde. Well, that's probably true. But I think it was also he wanted to play with trains. So there you have it. Yep. And then, then you moved to the suburbs of New York where obviously you didn't have a subway. And nope. where we were, they had taken out the one train line that went down the, the Hudson River, yep. which was kind of sad in a way, especially now. You maybe think they could do that again. So you get, you grow up older. You still obviously have a fascination with trains. Yep. Did your dad, like, take you on train uh, you know trips or two trains or what? A little bit. He was He was a latent rail fan. I would say he wasn't really... He liked trains, but he wasn't going to go out of his way necessarily for it. Um, but uh, I I got the interest, and then as I got older, and then my wife just when I got married or before you got married, she actually encouraged it. So that's kind of <laughs> it's 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 a safer hobby than some other hobbies I could take. Well, and obviously with the schedule, they know where you are, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so now. I, I have another friend of mine who is a train junkie like you, who actually, when he lived in New York for about a year, year plus, took time every weekend to actually be on all the different subway lines, and he actually got through all the different mileage on all the different subway tracks in New York. Have you been able to do that, or are you, are you still missing some pieces of that? No, New York City, I'm 100%. Even the Staten Island train? Yep, even the Staten Island took it all the way yeah, down. Because that's what well. people miss. People miss that a lot. <laughs> well, what 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 other what other you know train cities have you really you know I wouldn't say conquered, but have you you know gone ahead and, and uh, ridden a lot? Uh, Tokyo. This is this actually Metro Museum for Tokyo. Um, so Tokyo, I I actually. It, Two years ago, I completed the entire system of the of the subway system, not the entire rail system, but I have done quite a bit of the rail system in Tokyo. Well, now in Tokyo, it's true that in the in the uh, rush hour, they actually have pushers to push people in to get them packed in. Did you experience that uh, kind of unique methodology to 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 increase capacity? 
Um, yes, specifically once. So I, I took my son and my wife to Tokyo, and it was it was like seven thirty in the morning. And I, I asked my son, "Hey, do you want to ride the Yamanote line? That's the circle line around Tokyo, which is noted for its super crowds." And he said, "Sure." So we did. Uh, we got on we got on the Yamanote line, and then it came into Ikibukuro, which is on the north uh, west side of Tokyo, and that's where the train got super packed to the gills. Uh, and we were in the front of the train, right right behind where the operator is, so the windows so you could see out front. Uh, and we, we we tootled along up down the track. We passed once we got to one station, no no problem. Then we pulled into another station, and for some reason the operator pulled the brakes a little hard, and someone in the car behind us, probably halfway up, must have tripped or something, and it was like sardines in the car. And then we were, me and my son were at the end. So we were like smashed against the windows. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> how 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 old was your son at the time? Eight, eight, that was his graduation. He was eighteen at the time. Oh, so he's a he's a regular size guy. He's not like a he's not like a boy size. He's a man size guy. He's man size at that point. Yeah. No, that's good because <laughs> if he was boy size, maybe the the outcome might not have been so great. We may never see him again. <laughs> so. That's right. Because I mean, I know those subways are, are crazy like that. I was on the subway in. Uh, in Guangzhou, China, and while they don't have the pushers, they definitely get packed in, even even more so than in New York, you know, and, and uh, the only other experience that might have been close to yours was uh, once after the 4th of July fireworks in D.C., I went to the metro station by the uh, Capitol mm -hmm. and to go back to the hotel, which was up uh, in George beyond Georgetown, between Georgetown and the zoo, and uh, my wife and I, we were literally, we went down the escalator, and because of the rush of the crowd, we were literally both lifted off our feet. Wow. Which is like a, that's like you're out, there's, you're not in control at all. You're going, oh my gosh. And my wife was claustrophobic. It was not a pretty sight. And I, I still have the little scars in my hand from where she dug her fingernails in. <laughs> wow. Ouch. <laughs> now, Obviously, we're, you know, it's not just transit trains. We're also mm -hmm. talking some of the longer haul trains, too. Yep, um, yep. So what are some of your favorite routes of longer haul trains that you've taken? Uh, so we took the Amtrak from Denver to Salt Lake. Um, I think that's not the full length, but that's that's where our journey took us. And that was a beautiful trip going through the Rockies. Uh, that was really gorgeous. Uh, we took Amtrak from Winter Park, Florida, near Orlando up to Newark, uh, New Jersey. Uh, that was an interesting ride itself, but it was still, a, it was a, it was a great ride. Um, How long was that? That's about 21 or two hours, right? Uh, that was, uh, that was an overnight. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's a nice, that's a healthy trip. It's a, it's I, a healthy I've taken trip. the auto train and I have, I do recommend the auto train for anyone mm -hmm going down to Florida or coming back, especially the coming back park is usually a lot more tired. And again, it's just north of Orlando and it goes right just south of DC. So you, you miss all that I-95 traffic. It's actually not a bad ride. Yeah, I know many people from the Northeast who take that. I've, I've never done it, um, but I know a lot of people who do it regularly. So yeah, it's, 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 it. it's a nice trip and you bring your car along and they feed you. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not food connoisseur food, but it gets you through, and and it's actually a nice trip. And um, they're still running them, even with the COVID. They obviously have restrictions on capacity and all, but it's still a great trip. Now, oh, yeah. um, 
what about like a, the most obviously the Rocky Mountains is a scenic route. Any other scenic routes you could recommend for people that, that may need to have the have the need to go on a train? Well, I haven't experienced it uh, personally, um, but one of the things I would love to do is the Canadian uh, that goes from Toronto to uh, Vancouver. To Vancouver, yep. That's one. It's supposedly one of the most beautiful routes in the entire world, uh, and I'd love to do that. And they also have the dome ceiling cars, so you get the yep. full effect of being able to look, you know, out not just the, not just the little side windows, but they have the full they have the full effect. Exactly. And, uh, it's a very nice ride, and what what uh, what some people like to do on that is they like to stop at Lake Louise area, and Banff for a day or two, and then sort of rejoin the the the, the, the train as it goes west. And that, that's a, that is a very that is one of the best rides out there. There's no doubt. And then you got to take the Alaska Railroad. Um, that's a beautiful journey. That is a good journey. Now, you went from Seward from the from the seaport up to where? Actually, we we did we took it from from uh, to Denali up to Fairbanks. Okay. So we we missed the what's considered the scenic what's the most scenic point, but if that's if 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 that's the case, then it must be really scenic because I thought the ride from Denali to Fairbanks was beautiful. It, 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 there's, a, there's a lot of great stuff. And Alaska is truly the, the untamed north. Yes. I went it's... on a cruise myself uh, August of 2019. I took the train at the Skagway, mm -hmm. the old the old oh, White Path train. Yep. We did, we, now, they, this, the, 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 they actually have three different routings. You can either do the short one which goes just across the Canadian border and turns around, or you can go further into Canada because my wife and kids weren't too keen on taking an eight-hour train. Right? <laughs> yep. We did the two-hour one, and it's really that is some really beautiful scenery that way too. Oh, I and, highly recommend it. And Skagway yeah. itself is a beautiful, beautiful town. Skagway is great, and it's, it's walkable. Um, there's lots of good stuff. They have an outlet of the Alaska Brewery there if you're into beer, and I know I am, so I, I made a stop there. And uh, you know they, they they're certainly very welcoming people because you know their their tour season is very short as it is from you know very late April to mid September. Um, all the all the stops on the Inside Passage Alaska cruises are great. Um, they might not all have the railroad uh, connection, but they're all great. There's no oh, doubt about it. Oh, oh yeah, I, oh, I recommend anyone take an Alaska cruise. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it tr truly is. And I may go again someday. Um, and actually, not. I just did a round trip to Seattle. I might actually go one way next time and actually, you know, hit the hit the whole thing, as it were. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. So, now, do you have advice on? how to find a good seat for trains. Uh, these transit trains are kind of pedestrian, but are there some places to sit in these transit trains that are better than others? Or do you just sort of take what you get and, 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 and enjoy it that way? Uh, transit, I just, it, it doesn't necessarily matter. I'm a window seat guy, whether it's a train or a plane, it doesn't matter. I want to be on a window, uh, much to my wife's chagrin, but uh, <laughs> What is she, what is she? Like? She's an aisle seat person. Is that is that her is that her gig or what? She would no. I I take the window, so she doesn't get a choice. Oh, so in other words, <laughs> you have the window, and she doesn't get to the window. I get it. Unless we get unless we get facing seats, then I make sure she gets a right. I understand that. Now, some some trains do actually have that kind of a availability. I, I understand. 
but uh, no, the the window seat is is definitely um, you, you obviously get to see more. Um, you know, there's no doubt about it. And if you're the one, if you if you're the one that gets there first, then you know, she has to she has to put some more pep in her step. You know, as simple as that. Exactly. Now, if you were going to take the uh, Coast Starlight or or the Cascades that go between that goes between Portland and Seattle, I would always recommend you take. Uh, going northbound, you'd, you'd be on the left side of the train. Going southbound on the right side of the train because it'll go through Puget Sound right underneath the Tacoma's Narrow Bridge, and that is the prettiest side of, the, of that route. It's no doubt, because you're you're sort of on the water side, as it were, yep. when you're when you're that way. Yep. I actually when I, but before my cruise in Seattle, I found that their um, tr- transit system is very very interesting. Seattle apparently has every known form of mass transit known to man. Just about. Because <laughs> we, we actually got off the tr- plane and we found the train station that's hooked up right at the airport, which is really convenient. A little bit of a walk, but if, if you're not renting a car, it's really convenient to have that. And we just took the we took that train up to Midtown, as it were, and then they kicked us off because we need to get to the bus to get to our hotel, which is right by the Space Needle. And mm-hmm. at the Space Needle, they have this monorail. Yep. It has the one-stop monorail. You go either downtown or back up to the Space Needle. So we took that. We took a ferry boat to go across to Bainbridge Island because we visited friends there. We came back. And then they have regular buses. They have, uh, they have trolley cars. It's, it's really amazing how all the different forms. And uh, in most of these major cities, you know, Seattle or New York or Tokyo or whatever, you you don't have to pay with cash. They give you these little transit cards you can use, and it's really convenient. Very you know, convenient. For that kind of training, you know. So, what's the one train route that you really, besides the one the Canada one, what's one train route say in in Europe or Asia or somewhere else that you really would really like to go on that that you haven't experienced yet? Uh, probably the gone in Australia, going across Australia. That would be – it's a long trip, but it – It is a long trip. But but it goes through the outback, and it's just one of those – it's one of those epic um, long trips. If if it was a short trip, uh, more touristy, I haven't done the Durango and Silverton in Colorado. And that's one that's on my bucket list I need to do. I, I've, done, I've done Mount Washington. I've done that railroad. Actually, I've, I've actually gone up Mount Washington three ways. I climbed it by foot. I drove it by car and I did the train. Nice, nice. So I, I, I've done the trifecta. They don't have, but they don't have a bumper sticker that says that. They only have the bumper sticker for the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I did the trifecta. So they don't have that. They don't have that. And I've done obviously, and I've done the uh, the inclines in Pittsburgh, which is which is nice. in a way. Yeah, and yep. they're real cool, and they you get great views. Um, and uh, I've done you know part of the. The, the loop in Chicago. I've done that. Um, been on the subway in Los Angeles, which is a kind of a weird kind of a thing. That's true. <laughs> and I've done BART when I was in San Francisco. Um, so I've, I've had my share, but I haven't had as much experience as you. Uh, having never been to Tokyo, I can't, I claim no experience there at all. But uh, so I'm really great by this train business. Now you do have another hobby that's not really train related, but it is kind of travel related. It's that geocaching thing, correct? Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, using a GPS to find, using government satellites to find, you know, Tupperware in the woods is what they like to say. <laughs> so I've never done this. Is it sort of like the Pokemon Go, but you actually have things you can see or what? I mean, is, is it like that sort of or what? Yeah, it's kind of like Pokemon Go, except for it's physical um, containers. It's not augmented reality. Uh, so you people hide stuff all over the place. You have the geocaching app on your phone. You don't even need a traditional GPS because your phone's a GPS, right? And, and you just use and you just find stuff. Uh, it could be as small as the tip of my finger or the size of an ammo can or something like that. In in cities, it's usually very small, but if you go out in the woods, it's usually bigger items. And it's a fun family activity. Uh, families usually enjoy that, and it's a way way to experience a a new area, a city that you've never been to, to before, and you get to see what the tourists don't get to see. Which is probably well, more interesting. <laughs> it, it's it's a different it's a different style of scavenger hunt, for yeah. a lack of a better term. But you don't get to actually pick the items up, but you can take pictures of it and whatever else. So, what's the most unique uh, thing that they've left behind for you to find? Well, well, so the, sometimes they're they're what they call gadget caches, where you actually it's a puzzle. You got to figure out how to open up the containers. Um, but mo for me, it's more about taking me to a location. I don't. Uh, some of the bigger ones will have trinkets for trade. Uh, you know, it could be, um, I, it, it could be little toys like McDonald McDonald toys and stuff like that. Uh, in in the cases, and that's for for kids. Um, but, and some of the some of the, you know, it could be a birdhouse and such like that, which is which is kind of fun. Um, but it's me. It's, it's just trying to get me to do something uh, other than just you know see either just sit at home or sit in a hotel go out and do something and has and it's a goal oriented so you go find something and you sign a login it's like i did something <laughs> so um what's what what's the most unique spot that you found something or, or, or were sent to, to to find something well there's there's been many places but one was on the old uh there's an old railway in paris uh, that used to go to the Bastille, and it's a, it's a walking path now, and there's a geocache there. Um, but what was more interesting there is, as I was trying to figure out where it was, I, I went up higher up to kind of look down to see where it could be, and I kind of idea, and then I realized there was someone else there, uh, and I thought, well, he must be looking for the same cache. So I walked up to him, and here I am in Paris as an American, and then this guy's from Italy, and he's doing the same thing. Ah. And the cra another crazy story is we're we're in Amsterdam, and we met up with friends at, at the Pancake Factory, which is near by the old, by the Anne Frank House, and we, we said, and they were interested in geocaching, so we said, okay, we'll 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 show you where the geocache was, which was just a block or two away, and I, as I was looking for it, I saw another people looking for it, and then I recognized them. Wait, you're from Portland. What the heck are you doing here? <laughs> so it, there was local cashers. So That's it, funny. It, it's it's an international sport, but it, it's a small world at the end of the day. Of course. <laughs> no, I understand. It's that's pretty unique. Uh, any interesting views that you get from some of these locations? Uh, you know, do they do they hide do they hide these things or in a scenic overlook or anything like that or what? Yeah. Yep, scenic overlooks, and there was one that I remember. It was a few years ago. It was in in British Columbia, Canada. Um, and it was it. You had to drive down this dirt road, and at the end of the road, it was basically a, a cliff that went down. That's where the cache was. But it was a gorgeous view of the Fraser River. Uh, it, it it was just 
and the, and there was also the clouds were just perfect and it was amazing for photography too it was just perfect and i would have never even known about that spot you know if i didn't have a geocache to go to as long as you didn't take a fall off the cliff you're fine that's, that's correct <laughs> that's correct <laughs> no i understand that i i i think there's probably a couple of uh good ones in, in my neighborhood. There might be one up by the Bear Mountain Bridge area, probably, that, that would offer me good views, you know? Oh, they're, 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 yes, they are. They're all now, is, is, is there a particular app or anything you would recommend more than others to help you out if you're, if you're into such a thing? Uh, just use download the official geocaching app. Uh, that, you, well, it beats the unofficial one, I suppose. <laughs> right. Well, there's third-party apps, um, but the for, for the average person, I think the geocaching app will We'll okay. Well, I'll definitely take a look at it. Cause I got, I got three, I got three uh, kids, uh, you know, two are teenagers and one's almost there and, and certainly could send them off and, you know, you know, just come back, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I can, I can, I can sort of walk behind them uh, at, at, at a steady pace and catch up to them when they find whatever it is they're looking for. Exactly. Yep. So that's yep. good stuff. Well, listen, I really appreciate it. Any any other words of wisdom about uh, traveling by train that we should know about? Packing hints, uh, you know, other things, or, or, or you know, most of your stuff I know is transit trains. But you know, anything you want to impart as far as uh, you know before we go, as far as what to look to look for, what to do when you're traveling by train? Yeah. So I'll, you know, I've taken the high-speed trains in Europe and, and in Japan and, and such like that, like the Telus train from Amsterdam to Paris and the Eurostar uh, from London to Paris and then the TGV around France. And the, a lot of them, they, they have luggage areas, but they're usually not very big. And you really don't want to lug large luggage on these trains. So you, you really do want to pack light as, as you can. That's... Because the more you carry, that's you're going to be literally carrying it everywhere. Because there'll be walking involved and such like that. I also try to, uh, I don't try to do walk up for tickets for high speed trains. I try to reserve it in advance uh, and get those tickets in advance. And then, tr and you'll oftentimes you get to select your seats in advance. That's helpful. You it get is. that window seat. You, that's correct. That's, that's the bottom line there. And now, does the Eurail work for for those TVG, T, TGV trains, uh, or do you have to buy those separately from a Eurail pass? Uh, it depends on what level pass you buy. So there's all sorts of levels of passes. Some I know it's just it's it's, it's like a, a Russian bus schedule. I saw I've seen that. I've I've had I've had to help uh, clients with that. And oh man, it's like oh my gosh. Or, oh. or 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 you have to pay a supplement fare or something like that. Right. There's there's oh there's always a catch. There's always a catch. There's always a catch. There always is. But if well, you go to if you go to Japan though, I, I do recommend the Japan Rail Pass. That is a that is a really awesome pass to, to get. If you if you buy it for seven days, it'll pay for itself on the Shinkansen, the hike, the bullet train, just by doing round, one round trip to Tokyo to Osaka and back. That pays for itself. And I bet that's a pretty that's a pretty sweet ride. It's a quick ride, but I bet it's a pretty sweet ride too. It is a sweet ride, yes. There's no doubt. It's uh, not quite like the monorail at Disney World, but you know, there you go. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I love that too. I actually bef before they had the one accident that caused them not to have people in the front with the conductor driver guy. I actually was in the front with the conductor driver guy once. Nice, nice. And and this was the this was actually the ride from Magic Kingdom and Epcot. 
So he told me I got a 12 minute education on the whole monorail thing and how it works and how they how expensive it is to lay down you know, the monorail track and everything else. So it was really quite something. So awesome. And, and I'm and I'm a Disney guy, so I, I quite enjoyed that. That was a that was an unexpected pleasure when they said you can go to the front. And I brought my brought my uh, I brought I wasn't with any of my children before any of my children, but I brought the child I was with to go to the front, and because it was a friend of mine's child and. and she was fascinated by the whole thing, and so was I. That's awesome. That is really it was, awesome. It was. Well, listen, Mark, I really appreciate you hopping on board. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe a little pun intended. But uh, I, I appreciate your insight on train travel. Uh, again, I, I think it's a it's a great way to go. Um, you know, if sometimes you might not have the time to do it. You know, sometimes you do need to get across country and, and a five hour plane ride is better than a three or four day train ride. But you know, the, there are certainly uh, advantages to taking the train. Um, most of the trains now are equipped with Wi-Fi right in the train and everything else. And it's uh, like I said, they'll feed you they'll They'll have you drink what, whatever. And it's, it's uh, really not as horrible experience as people may think. It's, it's not like the three stooges cartoons. It's not like that at all. No, no. And no TSA pre-check. That's right. No, that's exactly true. There's no pre-check. And that, listen, for some people, it's a huge thing, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Well, no I, understand that. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a wife who is just not a fan of that. I understand. Well, listen, I thank you so much. Again, um, this is a Walter's Wanderings Travel Podcast, and Mark will be pleased to know that there's a, I have an offer from Amtrak Vacations and for Rail Bookers, which covers the rest of the world, for $100 off any uh, – a trip that's booked with me between now and March twenty, March thirty first of this year, and travel before December twenty first of this year. So, if you want to hop on a train, this is the time to do it. Um, they're exceeding all the protocols for safety. There have been no outbreaks on any of these kind of tourist trains, and uh, the place you go to, they're doing a great job trying to keep people safe. So, Mark, thank you so much. And again, You're this welcome. is the Walter's Wanderings Travel Podcast. There'll be more. Just keep uh, looking at my YouTube channel. 17 episodes in the hopper. I got more this week, too. Thank you. Bye.